Welcome to another Richard Pyatt Show, our continuing series with the folks at Summit Point, the Behavioral Health Authority in Calhoun County, Michigan. Today, we're talking about the Therapeutic Home Program. Eric Worley's with us, the Therapeutic Home Recruiter and Trainer at Summit Point. Hi, Eric. Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Let's talk about this. So what the Therapeutic Home Program is, it's a an escalated level of care um, for some teens in our county that really need the extra individual attention. So a couple of years ago, Summit Point found out that we were missing a kind of a tool in our toolbox. We had a lot of other programs that kind of helped um, our kids and our teens at different levels of care, but we were missing a component that would keep these teens in our community without sending them out to a residential setting or an institutionalized setting. These are teens who have escalated through the various levels of care that Summit Point can provide, but we were missing that link between the in-home therapy with these teens, and then there's a gap, and then there was the institutionalized residential settings, um, like a hospital-type setting. So we realized that we were missing that piece, and so we were approached by the state of Michigan to do this program. The, the model's been around since the 80s, but it's relatively new to Michigan that would keep the teen in their community, in their kind of school district, in their neighborhood, but allow them to have that little bit of space between them and their biological parents or their um, long-term caregivers to allow both sides to learn some skills that would make living in a home setting um, more successful. I see. Okay. So give us a couple of, of common examples, if you would, of um, the reasons that someone would need therapeutic home services. They've escalated through a lot of the other programs that we provide, and we're not seeing the results with them that we want to. So these could be kids who are, again, at risk of being placed in a residential or institutionalized setting. I think the only one in the state is over in Detroit. And so that's removing these kids from the community. It's not really teaching them how to live in a home. It's teaching them how to live in an institution. And so we want to provide these kids with those skills that they can be successful living in a home with their parents or their family or long-term caregivers, adoptive parents even. So um, this could be a kid who just needs some time and their parents need some time to just kind of reset. And so they live in their separate homes for a little bit. The teens are receiving intensive therapy throughout this whole process. Um, the parents or caregivers are also receiving therapy. So we, we recognize that if both sides aren't learning, once the teen goes back home, all those same behaviors are going to happen because they're not on the same page. So it takes two to tango. So we realize mm -hmm. that both sides need that extra help and some attention to to make the home situation work. So it could be an adoptive placement where this kid is coming out of a residential setting and they're going into a long-term adoption. And so they need to, again, learn some of those at-home skills. Um, it could be apparent that it might be at their, their wit's end. They have tried everything on their own and they can't seem to get it to work. And sometimes you need that little bit of separation for both parties to learn and grow and provide that space for them to do that. But it's hard for people to kind of work on that while they're living in the same home. It's hard to get them to learn these new skills, learn these processes, absorb them, process it, and then act upon it. So we give them that space to kind of work on themselves individually 
while at the same time, they come together about once a week for some family therapy. So both sides can kind of learn how the other is growing and see that they're both doing the best they can to make this home situation more successful. Well, taking a breath sometimes is a good thing to do, right? Uh, just to sort of calm down and reset uh, the perspective. So that that makes perfect sense. Are these typically situations in which these young people are dealing with behavioral issues or uh, is it more serious than that? Uh, give us a, a notion for for the kinds of situations that uh, that might be influencing this kind of situation. So one of the qualifications to be a part of this program is the teens are placed on what we call the severe emotional disturbance waiver or the SED waiver um, through the state, through Medicaid. Okay. And so these kids have some trauma. They're coming with some past trauma that could be their own doing, could have been put upon them. So they do have some emotional issues that they're working to um, get past Um there could be substance abuse issues. They could have violent tendencies if they're getting in fights at school and they, they're not really processing those emotions in a healthy way. Their first instinct is to go to violence, maybe. They could have truancy issues, run-ins with the law. It, it could be any number of things. There's no cookie cutter mold that these kids are coming from. It could be anything from suicidal ideation, self-harm. And so they've landed themselves on that severe emotional disturbance waiver. And that kind of signifies that they do need that extra level of care that a lot of the other typical uh, potential in-home visits, outpatient visits, school-based visits really aren't giving them that direct individualized approach. And so we're able to put them in a home with trained therapeutic parents, as we call them. They go through training on the model of care. Um, they're licensed through the state of Michigan um, to be care providers. And so they do background checks and everything. And so we've identified these folks as kind of those heroes in the community that are trained, not necessarily as actual clinicians or therapists, but they're trained in this therapy model to be partners with us to provide that very intensive supervision for these teens while they're learning and growing and working on those more um, positive behaviors. Okay. Well, you can understand then the need for this kind of, I guess the word is intervention, but certainly this kind of timeout and reset and then um, skills development, as you've uh, pointed out. And so with that in mind, therapeutic home program, ultimate goal is what? It's keeping the kids in our community. It's teaching them those skills that they'll be successful in a home setting and keeping them around. Like we don't want our kids to go off to, to Detroit, to these institutions or anything, or um, be sent to psychiatric hospitals or juvenile detention centers. Like we want to keep them in their community and keep them in their schools. So the really cool part about this program is ideally no one outside of their parents and potentially their their teachers will know that they're going through anything because we want to keep them in their same school because eventually they have to go back to school. So the program only lasts six to nine months. It's short, but it's intensive. And so we pack a lot into that short time frame. If it doesn't make sense for, say, a kid that goes to Harper Creek schools in Battle Creek to go to like Marshall Public Schools or maybe down in Homer, because then they have to go back to their original school and their friends are going to be like, hey, where were you for the last year? Right. Like I, ideally, their friends have no idea that they're going through this. Uh, we work with their teachers to make sure they're going to class and everything. So their teachers will know. It's kind of like when you're watching sports and you don't notice the referees for a while. That's when you know you're watching a good game. Like you don't notice 
the refs. Like we want to make that as seamless as possible where no one else knows that they're going through this, this learning process, not just to stigmatize therapy and say that people shouldn't know people are going through therapy, but these are, these are kids. We want to protect them as much as possible. If they want to tell people they can, but we want to make sure that they're being protected and they're being cared for and no one's thinking them any differently for going through any sort of programs. So if you would call to mind a success story that uh, you can summarize perhaps briefly, I mean, uh, you're doing this work, you have a goal in mind, and I'm sure there are some success stories that uh, you can call to mind where, where folks have benefited from the therapeutic home program. We're very new in this program in Calhoun County. We're still licensing our first cohort of parents, working to get them up to speed this program is also taking place over in, in the Detroit area, um, in the Lansing, um, Great Lansing area, all the way up in Escanaba in the UP. So it's fairly new to Michigan. Okay. But this program has been um, implemented since the mid 80s. It started out in Eugene, Oregon. So they have decades of data to show that this program is successful about 90% of the time. Oh, my. When we talk about this program to people, we kind of make the casino analogy that if you were to go to a casino and put a dollar down on a table. So for every dollar that's being spent to fund this program, whether it's philanthropic spending, government grants, whatever it is, every dollar that's being spent, we're seeing a a four dollar plus return on investment. Okay. And we're seeing that 90% of the time. If you're kind of making that analogy, like you're going to go to that table and make that bet every single day because you're seeing that benefit. And so that could be the the reduction in costs to run hospitals and juvenile centers. You're keeping those costs down. You're keeping the cost of um, healthcare down, mm-hmm. potentially like unwanted pregnancies, um, trips to the hospital because kids are getting hurt. All those costs in the community are staying down and you're keeping those kids in the community. And so they're not potentially going somewhere else after they're 18 They're hopefully staying in the community. And so we've noticed in even a big area like Battle Creek, like people are leaving and we want to keep our people in the community and help grow. And so if people are leaving for any reason, we want to keep them in place. And so keeping these kids successful 90% of the time, we're lucky to be partnered with that kind of program that sees that kind of success rate. And we're just excited to have that here in Battle Creek and Calhoun County. Well, congratulations on on the progress. So someone's listening to this, Eric, and and uh, they want to reach out to you because they have someone in mind with whom they might need help. What should they do? Yeah, our, our number one ask for this program is just raising awareness. It's just letting people know that this program exists in the county. It's not going to be for everyone. So not everyone's going to be a fit for this program, but if it's a, a child of yours, if it's um, someone you may know, um, just a general re- referral to Summit Point to get the child started. Like I said earlier, uh, most of the kids that will be in this program have gone through and progressed through several other Summit Point programs. So we probably have an idea who these kids are going to be. We've worked with them in the past and we know that they may, may need this extra level of care. But it's not to say that we won't work with kids that haven't potentially gone through anything yet if the need is there. So um, reaching out to Summit Point and accessing our uh, our call center just to get the process started. And then we need the people to be therapeutic parents. We need these people in the county that have the time and energy and empathy to take these kids into their home for the short amount of time. So that they can reach out to us again at some point, get connected with me, and we'll 
we'll start the screening process to see if they're a fit. Like I said, it's, it's not a fit for everyone. Not everyone can do this. And so we're kind of looking for those heroes in the community that have that right mix of time, empathy, um, resources to provide that level of care for a team that isn't their own. I mean, we're asking people to take in the stranger, care for them, treat them as their own and provide that level of support that they may not be getting to show them that people care about them. Right. And someone who's listening who might uh, uh, be acquainted with a young person who could avail themselves of these services is one thing, but you're also looking for folks who are willing to participate and assist. And so uh, that's a calling that uh, that would be terribly helpful for this program and for Summit Point. So check the uh, show notes associated with this episode. You'll find some resource links there that will put you in the right a path so that you can inquire about the therapeutic home program at Summit Point. Eric, thank you for the time and this opportunity to learn more. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.